How about now? Perfect. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are really excited to connect with uh, Ryan Townen uh, from William Joe's Joseph uh, Communications. Um, and <laughs> Ryan is going to get started in a few seconds. The reason why I'm kind of laughing is only because I may have gotten Ryan a little bit started this morning. So we will see how far we get with that. Um, before we get into all of that, welcome to another week. Welcome to another exciting uh, meeting today where Ryan is going to talk a little bit about entrepreneurial resilience. Um, and we'll get into what exactly is that for the business owners that's on here. And so from folks who are not in business, but there are curious about what's happening in your business this is a great opportunity to dial into that however before we get into that you see the chat room this is a great opportunity for you to add uh, some comments around you know who you know where you're from uh, what business you're in so that way Ryan gets a chance to kind of see who we have uh, joining us today in this meeting and as well as um, when you do have questions or comments or anything like that, we do go back and look at the, the chats and Catherine is going to be monitoring that for us. Ryan will be able to see that as well and we'll be able to try to uh, get into it. For those who are the first time here, welcome. This is really going to be action pack. Uh, our Monday Mindset meeting is really all about how do we get really clear, really focused on one particular thing and uh, what's the mindset that I think we need to have or at least take one imperfect inspired action by the end of the week um, that could get you to productivity, which is really our hope um, for us to be able to do that. And again, if you do miss this and you want to go back or watch uh, it again, you, we will have it available on YouTube. Uh, as well, at the end, we will give you all of Ryan's contact information. And I believe Ryan is okay with this. But after the meeting, uh, about 10, 15 minutes, look at him. He's looking going, uh, what am I okay with? <laughs> I'm, reading the, I'm reading the chats. I can't see. I'm as blind as all can be. So that, when you see that, okay. it's, it's I'm reading. <laughs> and uh, he's going to stick around for about 10, 15 minutes so we can get into it a little bit more um, around uh, the Q&A side of it. So. Uh, let's get started. Uh, let me introduce Ryan Townen. He is the owner and the CEO of William Joseph Communications. Um, a proud son of Saskatchewan. I see there's a lot of Saskatchewan people here, uh, Ryan, so you're going to be in company. Uh, Ryan applied his marketing talent in a not-for-profit setting until he could no longer ignore the entrepreneur within and relocated to Calgary and co-founded William Joseph Communications. His bold ambition was to create an advertising agency that welded smart strategy as the foundation uh, as a foundation for innovative and on the mark creative. That is a mouthful, and I can't wait to hear about it. From humble beginnings, his agency has grown to. Um, uh, to house a diverse team of industry experts within Ryan's uh, provided leadership. He's able to guide his team, his unending passion for forming enduring client relationships. When he's not traveling between Calgary and Saskatoon, though, visiting his clients, you can usually find him riding his Harley Davidson motorcycle. Everyone, please help me welcome Ryan to our Monday Mindset meeting. Ryan, did I miss anything there? It's the most silent welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what happens in the virtual world, right? <laughs> I know, I get used to talking to myself. So you'll feel at home. So Ryan, uh, really, really, there's a few motorcycle folks on here and I could see them right now on my screen and look at their smiles. Have you always, like, why, why, why motorcycle? Have you already taken it out, I'm sure, by now? 
Yeah, well, I, I grew up on a farm, so I think I could drive a motorcycle before I could walk, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, with my little 80cc Yamaha. So, yeah, I kind of just grew up with them. Now I have more tattoos than you can imagine, which kind of goes with the bike, but that's a yeah. story in itself. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask that because I see that quite often for a lot of folks. So uh, there's there's a few people. See, you're Saskatchewan people already, you know, showing their props. Um, Ryan, let's get right into this. Entrepreneurial res resilience. What exactly is that? You know, for me, it, it's sticking it out in good times and bad. So I have I started William Joseph 18 years ago, and to be honest, so I was 27. Um, I I graduated from the U of S. I'm from Wadena, Saskatchewan. I went to St. Peter's College in Munster, U of S. I was going into medicine. That was my whole thing. I wanted to be a doctor. And I was doing fine until um, they dropped the fetal pig on the table. And I was like, like this shit's getting serious now. I don't know if I really want to do this. And then long story short, I ended up doing an ex uh, a science experiment where we had to create this display on esters. It's what gives fruits their smell. Mm -hmm. And the client or the professor at the time said, Ryan, this is the best display I've ever seen in my life. You should go into marketing. And I was like, what's marketing? And he, because I didn't know from Wadena, Saskatchewan, what the hell is marketing? And long story short, I was like, well, if it's just making displays look good, that comes natural to me. And I don't want to deal with the fetal pig. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to go into marketing. And my parents were not all impressed with this decision. They thought that was the worst decision in the world. Right. But, you know, I think the thing is what I realized right at the beginning was follow your passion because my passion is creativity and analytical thinking. And in business, I can do that. And especially in marketing. And I think resilience comes from when you channel your passion, because mm -hmm. what happens is, is in good times and bad, you still have something to hang on to. I don't know about you, but I'm like the worst procrastinator with stuff I hate doing and I will just leave it to the end or I just won't do it. So if you're in a business that you don't care about or you're not passionate about, it's easy to jump ship. Right. But it, when it's in your bones, you stick it out. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, you know, I think a lot of people got tested with COVID-19, right? A lot of people got oh. tested. We've seen some brands that made it, some didn't. And so, you know, is there a recipe there? Uh, around the brands that made it or what didn't. And here's the other thing too, I heard from some of my clients, especially the real estate side of um, my business with the clients is that they felt, well, now's not a good time to advertise because no one's buying. How do you feel about that? <laughs> that was about eight <laughs> questions there, Kyle. You're testing my memory too this morning. So I, I think I'm gonna start at the beginning. Whether it's COVID or a recession, many people are like, Ryan, I think I want to quit because I've hit a wall. It's getting too hard. And I think there's a, there's, there's two factors. Like to make a decision of that magnitude, it requires a lot of different variables to be analyzed. Like you do financially need to look at your bottom in line and say, can you pull out of this? There's been times at William Joseph that I've made gazillions of dollars. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I don't even have a penny. I don't have a penny, not even one. Yeah. To be honest, I owe a million pennies. Um, and I remember getting financial advice on the lowest days and they said, Ryan, close shop. It's, it's, it's not viable. Mm -hmm. To be honest, that pissed me off so much because I thought, you don't know. You don't know what this is all about. I can pull this around. So that actually fired me up even more. And I was like, screw mm -hmm. you. And off I went. And, um, I, I made millions again. 
So the thing is, I think you have to look at, you know, when, when is the time to pull the plug is it's, it's, it has to be in like in your heart. Like I, I can't go on anymore. I don't have it in me and financially it's not viable, but as long as it's financially viable and it's in your heart, you keep going. Um, I think number two with COVID we've lived a tough time, man. Like, honestly, this has not been a lucrative time in Western Canada for the last number of years for most businesses. We didn't have mm -hmm. reserves. So when you come into COVID and money stops, I think so many people just hit a wall and was like, I can't do this. I can't do this another day. And this is my reason, my out. So I knew some buddies that were struggling. And when COVID came, they said, no one would blame me now if I pulled the plug because mm -hmm. it's COVID. Mm -hmm. It gave them the release that they needed. Mm -hmm. Other companies said, no, I don't want to quit. I want to keep going. And so I think here's, here's a entrepreneurial resilience. Success starts in your mind. You could be a little company or a big company. It starts here. So when I started William Joseph, we had $3,000 and I was in my basement of uh, my house in the Northeast in Calgary. I always thought I was going to be a big company. It was just the beginning of it. I never thought small. On day one, we had an executive meeting where I had my executive chart with one person, uh, my business partner and I, and we talked about all of our plans and our $3,000. But I just saw it as the beginning. And what I find now, 18 years later, is that the clients that come in that want to dominate the world and think big, mm -hmm. big things happen for them. Mm -hmm. The people that think really small and limited they never grow. <laughs> they never grow. So it's not marketing. It's not finance. It's, it starts here. And so I think when you wake up in every morning, you have to have intentions in your mind of this is going to, I'm going to make this the best week I can. We're going to get some new clients. We're going to grow the company. Here's the thing. It's okay to be a small shop. If you want to be a mom and pop shop at, on the corner of the corner of the street, fantastic. But if you also want to do global domination, that's cool too. So just be authentic to what you want. So I think the thing is going back to COVID, what we found is some people jump ship. They're like, I'm out. Some people have to like batten down the hatches. They're like, well, I know, we know we need marketing, but we need to save every penny for the next two months because we don't know what's happening. So um, I think Dr. Phil once said uh, when he, I believe he was a pilot and he said, you know, in a time of turbulence, you must stabilize the plane first before you change you course. Yeah. And so I find that with COVID, a lot of people were like in a turbulent time. They just had to calm before they invested. The third type of client I saw during COVID was the ones that went full throttle. They said, honestly, we know we're coming out. This is just a blip in our life. But shit, we now have the time to invest in our marketing and our brand and building all this stuff that we normally don't ever give the time to. Mm -hmm. So let's do it now. So when we do open those doors, we are as shiny as possible and we're ready to soar, right? So. I really love that. And there's a couple of things I want to touch on that. And I'm sure there's a few people I've seen nodding their heads and just saying, okay, yeah, that makes sense for me. You know, one of the thing, you know, my, my former mother-in-law is on this call here um, out and she's out in Lloyd Minister. And one of the things that she taught me about pottering plants, because I mean, that's her thing to do plants and all those other things. And one of the things that she asked when I said, I wanted this you know, plant in this pot, and she's like, do you want it to grow or not? Because it really makes sense which pot you put that in. And I think mm -hmm. that's what's happening for businesses, right? Is if you're thinking small, if that mindset is you about thinking small, then you're not, you don't be surprised if you only get small things, right? Is kind of what I heard you said there, right? However, if you are scaling up, then sometimes it's not also jumping into the most biggest thing. You kind of have to manage that 
as well, right? When you try to look at it. So the mindset, uh, when you think about, um, you know, an entrepreneur who says, listen, I like, what should I do now with everything that's happening? You know, where should they focus? What should that focus be? Is, is there one thing that you think if they do nothing else when it comes to their marketing, they must and should do the following and they need to think of it this way? What okay. would you say to that? See, see, I haven't answered one of your questions. I've went all the way around them. I've come in from the side. Um, you are so a pilot, just, clearly. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so I'm, I'm going to do it again. Marketing is not as, uh, an aspect that you have to look at in a silo. I think too many people get silo vision in business. Like this is our finances. This is what we're doing in marketing. This is what we're doing in sales. We need to stop for a second and go, what's going on in our business? And we need to figure out, like, if you're out of control, just stop. Just go do something fun. I honestly, I know you're stressed as hell. Go play for a day and just come back and go, okay, now I can think clearly. Because honestly, by seven or eight at night, every night, I'm like a dithery mess. My head's going like this. And my best friend's like, just go to bed. You'll wake up with clarity. So I, can't, I cannot reinforce the importance of just calming your mind so you can think clearly. I wake up every morning. I'm like, oh, it's obvious now. So where do I want my business to go? So if you say like, um, first of all, you know, we want to get more clients. Well, why haven't we been getting more clients? Mm -hmm. Is it a marketing problem or shit? We are getting the leads. We just can't convert the sales or geez, our product is inferior and we're not getting repeat purchases. Like you need to really look at all aspects of business first to figure out what's going on. So when we work with clients, this is the doctor side of me that never came to life. You have to like go through a full triage. Like, are we bleeding? And then if we're not bleeding, what's our treatment plan? And look at business as a whole, then go, yes, it is our marketing. So if marketing is a challenge, then you have to think twofold. Is it our brand? Are we telling the right story about what we do, why we do it and who we are? Um, are we telling the right story or are we telling it so that the right people are hearing? And, and let me just go into a little bit more detail. Your brand, what happens with a lot of people is they talk about what they do. Um, I do marketing. So I do graphic design. I do this, this, and this. Okay. So do a thousand other people. What's the difference? If you don't tell why you're different than your competitors, they're just going to go to price and they're going to be like, well, who's cheaper, right? Cause at the end of the day, if you're the same, why would I pay more? Right. So I think too many people that are not savvy marketers talk too much about the, what they do, not the, why they do it and why they're different. So I think the first bit of advice is you have to craft a brand that's um, got three characteristics. It has to be authentic. Like when I meet you, it has to match the brand that you put out there. Cause I'd be like, hmm, this doesn't seem like I'm in the right place. Number two, it has to be compelling. I have to want it. Um, you have to solve a problem that I have. Every business exists to solve a problem. So what's compelling. And the third one is differentiating. And this is so challenging. Why are you different? Service quality and price are not differentiators. They're a given. Everybody says it. Nobody says I charge an exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money for shitty service. Like no one says that. Everyone always says we have the best quality for the best price, you know, and the best service. That's a given. So I do think when you think of your differentiators, why do people hire you over your competitors? So think about that. Once you've crafted your brand, you have to now go out and do three other things. You have to build awareness. People have to know that uh, you're the solution to their problem. They have so that you have to build awareness. You have to facilitate the buying space, the B space. 
Um, so that's educating people in the sales cycle so that they see the value for what you provide. And then the C space is customer experience. They've had an experience with you. How do you get them to come back and repeat purchase? So ABC, awareness, buying, and customer experience. So marketing takes you through that, and that's called customer journey mapping, actually, where you think of each step a customer deals with you throughout the process and how you have to move them along. I, I love that. I mean, we, we obviously, Catherine, please take note. We obviously need Ryan back <laughs> because there's a few things that you're, you're going on there, right? Just, you know, just having those, uh, the experience around, you know, what is the experience like for the, the, the consumer once that you know that brand, but that's often it, right? If you can't go out there and market something you don't know. It's really tricky because honestly, we're bombarded. We're all busy, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to think like, holy God, there's a thousand people trying to talk to us in a day. So if I do catch you, if you get my attention and you're likely to get me on my phone, that's my source of media. Um, if you get my attention, you have like three seconds to capture me as I'm scrolling. So what are you going to say that's going to just capture me to go, oh my God, they totally know my pain point. I gotta, I need this, you know? So. Right. Because I mean, think about another analogy I, I use often with my clients is about uh, headache. You know, when you don't have a headache, do you go out there looking for Tylenol? Right. When you don't have yeah, a headache, do you go out there? For that? But the moment someone says, do you have this pounding headache? Do you have this thing that's keeping you up at night? Right. And it's always about those things. I usually use the analogy around the frying pan, right? At two, three o'clock in the morning. Catherine's probably sick of it because we talk about Susie Bell burning eggs. They don't say, oh, this beautiful pan was made in Guadalajara and this pan was da da da. No, they just say, hey, are you tired of burning eggs? Right. So to speak, well, so and I, you I know what that. the challenge is too, Kyle, is like a lot of times, like, okay, there's two types of companies like, oh shit, my roof blew off. I need a roofer. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's like, I know I, it's prompted in action, mm -hmm. but sometimes people don't know they have a problem. And mm -hmm. some of our services, and I saw from the people in the chat of what you do, I wouldn't even know I need you. So you have to be delicate and educate people as to why you need them. So it's even like marketing. People are like, I don't need marketing. I have sales folks. Okay. And then I will show them some stuff and then you'll see the little gears grinding. Yeah. Right. And then they'll be like, or I'll be like, Oh, I could help you with your brand. I don't need any brand help. And then I'll show them some of my stuff and they're like, well, maybe we do. So it takes a little sensitivity. Right. And so I think that's the spot too, is sometimes people don't even know they need you. So you have to educate them in the awareness phase as to why they do. Now, with that said, folks, if you have some questions uh, for Ryan, please put those in the chat box or what's coming to mind for you, even if it's a comment that we could respond to. Uh, Ryan, I will ask you this, because I hear it obviously as a business coach quite often when it comes to marketing sales. And, and this is gonna be a compounded question. And I know you're good at multi-questions because I've already trained you. So uh, when you think about this, is marketing and sales the same thing? Because you made a comment there, which I think is systemic for a lot of business owners thinking, Hey, I hired someone in sales. I have someone in sales. So, you know, sales and marketing, it's the same thing. Uh, sometimes they feel that's what it is. And the second part of this question is who is best, who's the best ambassador to market in anyone's business? Are we staying online all morning? I hope you all are free and you brought lunch because we're going to be here till noon. Um, so the first question is, is sales marketing? No, they're two totally different functions that are very collaborative in nature. Um, I would say sales is to marketing what human resources is to marketing and, and I'll explain. 
So marketing, as we talked about, its job is to build your brand um, and educate folks about what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. But in the A space, it's also to build awareness. So I could do digital ads. Mm -hmm. I could go and attend a trade show. But I could also have sales folks go out and pitch clients um, and, and represent our company. So we both work in the A space, building awareness. We both work in the B space, so the buying space. So marketing could be sending out literature, doing presentations about educating your customers about what you do. It could be writing, uh, creating great proposals and stuff. The marketing team could help with that, but so does the sales team. They facilitate a sale. Um, and then the C space, marketing could be sending out e-newsletters and, and, and literature to keep customers coming back, and they could create a loyalty program but so much following up with customers. So you can see where people get them mixed up is that sales and marketing exist in the ABC space together and they're very collaborative because you need them to work in synergy, right? One can't replace the other because it would put a lot of pressure on the other side. So I have a lot of sales folks that come to me and saying, oh, if I only had marketing because they expect me to call every customer every month oh God, if marketing would just send out e-newsletters and social media, I just wouldn't have to do that. Or wouldn't it be amazing to walk into the room and they already knew who I was and what my brand was and rather than me having to explain it all the time. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're two functions that work together. But HR is so important too. So when you create a brand, um, your brand really represents the experience that you're going to have when you come uh, to the company. So if you think of like back in the day when Air Canada was Air Canada and WestJet was WestJet mm. and like Air Canada was very businessy and WestJet was really fun, mm -hmm. their experiences just emulated that and so did their marketing. Right. So HR had to help create cultures that supported that. So I think that's the biggest thing that we see at WJ happening now is that if a company says we want to position ourselves as the innovative solution, then we need to work on the HR and the culture piece to create an innovative culture problem solvers, people that think outside of the box. So when they see the marketing and they come in and meet the folks, it's all in alignment. I Does that really, make sense? Yeah, I really love that. And so who's best to market someone's business? Is it, should they go out and hire, you know, BD person, a business development person or? Yeah, I think the thing is, is that like, so just a WJ, we all market the company. I might be the face of the company and I might do more of the higher, the larger speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. um, but um, every person in our company has a voice and we encourage them to use it. They share our social media posts. They tell their friends about our company. So sometimes I think <clears throat> what happens is we, again, we get stuck in silos. The BD right. person must do BD. Well, no, if you create a culture that's inclusive and people are educated, everyone can help share that story. Um, the challenge is like marketing can do a lot of things. Like it can help build awareness. It can help drive traffic, but like marketing can't fix a shitty culture. Marketing can't right. fix a shitty product. And like, I really just need to be really clear about this is that sometimes what happens is they go to marketing and say, fix it. Like I can't fix that. That's not like, I, if you can't close a sale, don't, don't yell at me for not giving you good leads. And, and we've had that happen where I was being evaluated on performance mm -hmm. and we did the most stellar campaign. Like it was brilliant yeah. and they didn't get the results. And I was like, how could this be? So I went into the facility. They didn't know me at the front desk and I shopped it. And I was like, oh, hey, and they didn't even try to sell me. And I'm like, okay, buddy, <laughs> marketing worked. You didn't close the sale. Don't right. you dare like look at me like, and so that's where this holistic integrated conversation has to keep coming back 
most businesses want sales. Most businesses want money. Mm -hmm. So we have to figure out where, like, and again, it's like, it's like driving a car. A car has a thousand pieces. We can't just go like and say, well, poor gas mileage. It's the fault of the fuel filter. You have to look at this the whole way and go, okay, why are we not being efficient? And why is this car not running so smoothly? Right? Mm -hmm. So it, it sometimes it's one thing that's broke, but a lot of times there's a lot of systematic pieces that are like, mm, if we could tweak these different areas, like if finance gave a little bit more money right. and marketing had a tighter plan and right. sales and culture was a little sharpened up, the combination of all that can get us to move. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because then it comes back to internally, what do you have when you got them through the door? Right. So when marketing gets you through the door, what are you going to sell them? Is it, is it a product that people want to invest in because it solves a problem obviously that they have, and which is what I like about that. Um, let's jump into a quick question here and then we'll probably take some of this in the Q and a side as we wrap up. Um, Yvonne Dunn from, uh, I know she's from Lloyd cause that's what I was talking about, about my plants. Um, I <laughs> was, uh, asked a question around, you know, with everything being online, Yvonne, did you want to just come off and just, uh, ask Ryan that question? Cause. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Hi, good morning, Ryan. Uh, did you uh, go to the Wadena composite high school? Yes, sir. I did. Me too. Yes, I have. Uh, my mom is actually uh, buried there in Wadena. No. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's her permanent home now. <laughs> her permanent. <laughs> oh my God. Vaughn, before we go <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Sorry. So, so Ryan, back to my back to my question. So, the company that I'm with is a family business. It is. Uh, we've been in business for 22 years. At some point, there was a website developed for our company but it is absolutely stale dated. There is almost nothing on that website that um, actually exists in our product line anymore. We stop printing catalogs. Our products change sometimes daily, sometimes weekly. Um, certainly during uh, the pandemic, our supply chains have, um, some have dried up. We've created new supply chains in order to meet our customers' demands. My question is, we have our sales team that go out and we get phone calls virtually daily. Oh, I've been on your website um, and our sales teams get asked, do you have a website? Well, yeah, we do, but it's, it's actually an embarrassment for our company. I think, I think it's a detriment rather than an asset because it has not been updated. It has not been maintained in any way, shape or form for at least the last eight years that I'm aware of. So how do we adjust our marketing away from our website? Because obviously our head office um, is not interested in, in updating that or keeping it up to date because it would be a very expensive prospect because of the nature of our business, because it changes all the time. And yet we have competitors who are online and who take online orders. We're just not there. How do we take our marketing from you know, our customers, in, instead of saying, hey, don't look at our website, it's, a, it's an embarrassment. How do we redirect them and our sales team so that we are supplying what they need uh, rather face-to-face -face than online? 
Okay, Ryan, hold that, that answer. We will answer Yvonne's question after this commercial break when we talk about that in the Q&A because that's a great question because I do believe a lot of people struggle with that when it comes to the website. Should we update it? Don't we update it? Is it making sense? Should it be an employee? So let's just hold that thought. A quick wrap up, Ryan, thank you so much. This is the interest of time. There's our time. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, lots, obviously, to unpack. And I hope folks were able to walk away with hearing the ABCs, right? When you think about marketing your, your brand, is the A's about the awareness? You know, what type of awareness, what type of campaign? Is it going to be clear for you? What's the buying space like? I mean, are you actually talking to the right person when you are able to do that? And do you have the product or issues um, that they're going to need to solve that problem, which allows for the C, which is the consumer space when it comes to the customer side of it? Can you actually? deliver? Can you actually allow for that? Because sometimes we make it really difficult for people to buy from us, right? So do we have that space for it? Um, so thank you so much again, Ryan Townen um, from William Joseph Communications for joining us. We have Ryan's information in their chat, so you can click on that. If you'd like to save the chat, save the chat so you could have that information to reach out to him and be able to ask um, how he maybe can help in your business um, and go from there. And his, he has an incredible team of experts. So you should check out the website as well. You'll see uh, phenomenal. And they're always doing some form of learning and development. So I think that's really good for you to check out. Next week, join me when we're talking to uh, Allison Williams, who's going to be my co-host. And she's going to be talking about the parenting um, in stressful times. I know a lot of you parents can't wait for schools to open up. You want to get rid of your kids. Some of you are smiling because you already got rid of your kids. But uh, you know someone who probably have kids, but uh, Allison is a great coach when it comes to that. Thank you all once again. Hopefully, you'll be able to stick around. Um, my name is Kyle Kalu. You'll find our information as well posted. Please reach out to us any way we can help. Uh, we definitely want to do that. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we will see you next week. goodness welcome back to the after meeting thank you all for sticking around uh okay ryan let's get at it like that was a great question that yvonne just posed just around you know where do we invest our money do we do website not website like how are we gonna stick out Kyle, now i know what happens during commercial breaks for the people on the set so we just sit here quietly and drink our coffee waiting for it to be over and then we come back on so thank you for enlightening me <laughs> now on that. <laughs> Now I know the behind the scenes, what happens. And you talked about parenting during a pandemic. I'm going to show you my children. Oh, I know your child. <laughs> Two Cocker ba babies joined the family. Oh, that's you awesome. One, you're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually it, right? They're like, okay, you know what? Put me down. <laughs> I will snuggle on my terms. <laughs> so, Yvonne, <laughs> your question had me on the edge of my seat. Um, so, 
not having a website in 2020 is like not having a cell phone. Okay? I know. So the fact that management has this view is very limited in my opinion, because they the money you can make through digital marketing, giving your salespeople a tool as well as um, like competing with your competitors, like it's paramount, right? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You guys. Does anyone else have children fighting at this exact moment? I have two cockers going at it under my feet. Just, I. Oh my <laughs> God, what happens. <laughs> this is life unscripted, folks. Oh my God, I'm derailed. But here's the challenge, Yvonne. Like through new technologies, um, can you all hear that? Yeah, yeah that's yes. okay. Do you need you to take a second, bike. Ryan? You can take a second. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you on that piece or on the website, right? Go ahead, Ryan. No, so what I was going to say is this, is like there's new technology that you can use when you build a website that's really easy to update. So if you yourself want to update it or management, um, it's as easy as using Microsoft Word now. So it doesn't have to be complex coding and stuff like that, right? But here's what I'm going to recommend. Take the old thing down one page okay. a new one page yeah. website that simply says you know please call us for all of your inquiries and online but here's who we are and here's what we do like that information can look 2021 compliant um and right. just 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 go that route um okay i think to be so out of date makes you look absolutely unprofessional and it totally stabs your credibility now yep. i had a company many years ago it was a pile driving company and their brand was quite out of date and their website was horrific. And just as you said, they, they dodged it. And he gave me his card and he's like, Ryan, I'm so sorry, please don't look. And he was apologetic and he was embarrassed. And the challenge was, or the opportunity was the business owner said, you know what, this is ridiculous. Why are we like, there's, there's the pink elephants in the room. We need to deal with this and we're going to take the plunge. So we fixed the brand and we fixed the website. And the next time I met the guys, I saw them talk with a customer and they're like, here's our card and check us out. You know what happened? Their business skyrocketed, not because I believe of the website. It was the confidence. They were so confident and proud of their brand that emulated to the customers. Right. And, and at the end of the day, people buy from people they like and trust and people buy from companies they like and trust. So if you're acting sheepish and apologetic, I'd be like, what the hell's wrong with these guys that their stuff is shit? Like, is their websites this bad? Is their product that bad? Like you're giving so many right. cues right out of the gate. Anyways. Yep. Yep. I appreciate that, Ryan. And I, I agree with you. And uh, it's a conversation I've been trying to have for, oh, about, well, I've been with the company 11 years. So about 11 years worth of conversation um, because it hasn't changed. The website has not changed since I started with this company. That's 11 years. So uh, that tells you how yeah, embarrassing but it is. But here's right? another so, point though. Yeah. And I think this is important for everybody to understand. So many years ago, I wanted to do something in marketing. And my, my creative director said, no, our, uh, one of my staff, maybe associate creative director said to me, Ryan, I wouldn't recommend that. I'd recommend this. And I was like, no, no. And he, he looked at me and said, do you want to do what you want to do? Or do you want to do what's going to make you money? Mm -hmm. Right. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I just got this now. See, business yeah. and marketing isn't about my personal opinion. Nope. It's a science. 
So yes. when the MBAs and the PhDs and the people sit down and they go, here's your customers and here's your industry and here's your uh, um, competitors and here's what's going on. Here's the roadmap. It's no different than an accountant giving you a roadmap. This is what's going to yield results. The problem is you let your stuff get so out of date. Your house doesn't, doesn't no longer just need like a painting and new mm. carpet. You need to blow the damn house up now because you let it get so <laughs> run down. So that's the challenge too, is that they have let this get so run down. It's going to be an exorbitant cost. But at some point you go, what is the revenue I'm losing by not having this versus the cost of actually fixing this? Mm -hmm. And if you actually could see those present those models to a person and they go, are you kidding me? So you're telling me if we had this, we could be making this much money. Then it's like, oh, it's a no brainer. Like, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so I, much for that. I appreciate that, Ryan. Thank you very much. Yeah. The other thing too, I'm curious about, um, Ryan is, you know, can someone market in a pandemic? Can someone really market? I mean, take a look at the travel industry, right? Should people like, you know, WestJet or cruise ship centers or travel tourism, should they market still? Like, should they still get in front of people's face and say, listen, you're going to want to travel after all this? I just booked my trip yesterday for next February. Um, so don't stop the conversation. I don't care if you're in the travel industry or the toilet paper industry. Um, you need to keep a conversation going with your customers, right? And so that's in good times and bad. So you might not be pushing a hardcore sale in the height of the pandemic. That would be quite insensitive of you. But you should be saying, you know, like we at William Joseph are really, you know, we've hunkered down uh, at our agency. We're working from home. We're still here to help you. Like you keep those conversations going like in travel industry, you know, we're not ready to go today, but mm -hmm. here's some things to think about for tomorrow. When you use words like tomorrow, tomorrow could be tomorrow or tomorrow could be a year from now, but you want to keep that relationship going so that when they're like, I now feel safe enough to do this they actually then go, well, you're the first I'll call, right? right? Like I'm a WestJet fan. I always mm -hmm. say WJ's on WJ. I just yeah. love WestJet. Yeah. And uh, you know, throughout the pandemic, they've been talking with me and they've been sending information and I feel safe. Uh, they've, they've instilled safety in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I want to go next year. So I called them yesterday and they made my buying space. Like, so the awareness was there because I have a relationship with them, but they said, you know, we have this convenience. If you feel like you're uncomfortable by the time to travel, we can, you know, we'll refund you, put it in travel money. I was like, you took away obstacles. Yeah, I'm going right. to do this. Right. So the thing is, is it's all about, like, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, people weren't sure what to do and it was sensitive communication. Now you can definitely plant seeds for tomorrow. The thing that I also encourage you is please just don't say the same rhetoric bullshit that everyone says. Like that's neutral wallpaper. Like as soon as in, in, in trying times, we've all had to pivot and your safety. I get it. We a thousand people have said this. How have you and your brand done that to really make a difference for me as your customer? Right? So as soon as I start hearing those commercials, like I think we all got like, pivot with like overkill right like yeah. everybody said the exact four same sentences yeah um so i do think you know be authentic to your brand 
There you go. You got me triggered. <laughs> I love how you think the after meeting is like no holes barred. <laughs> like you just start throwing, it. <laughs> like throwing it out there. One last thing before we kind of wrapped up here, you know, John McIntyre had a good question too. And I often see this as well, right? Sometimes we're really good in the A space because we know what we want to tell people sometimes for those who've gotten figured out. And then for some people that go to the C space, right, is around making sure that um, they have that onboarding, that they can actually take the order, so to speak, right? But what about the buying space? Like, what are some things that you think people can focus on, you know, because sometimes I think what you triggered for me when you made that comment, you know, just about, you know, pivoting and not pivoting and all that other stuff. I think sometimes people put in their mind that they think they're the consumer. And I know I have to remind oh. a lot of my clients saying, you're not the client we're looking for, for your business, right? Yeah. You're not the target market. So from that buying space, how do you make it more about the buying side of it and not uh, missing out on that opportunity? Okay. So like two points, like number one, like you always have to remember you aren't, unless you are your, your customer, um, like then your personal opinion matters. Uh, if you're not your customer, your opinion doesn't matter. It's science. <laughs> um, it's not like there's data and research that show what types of media, what types of messaging should be required to, to convert those people from awareness to leads right. to sales. So, so there's a science in marketing. Number two, like, I'm just going to raise my, I'm, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you like sales? doing sales. <laughs> well, wow, was... there's so many hands. <laughs> and you know what I'd say? Like I talk to my team and I'm like, they're like, Ryan, you can sell like amazing, but like we hate sales. Okay. Okay. And then I watch them in the meetings and they, they, they sit down and they listen to our customers and they come up with solutions and they present the solutions to the uh -huh. customers and the customer's like, that's amazing. Like, how do we get on board with this? And, and I say to the team, do you, I said, you just did sales. No, no. I just helped them solve their problem. <laughs> right. And that was really insightful to me where I go, see, I think sales has a dirty word because that used to mean you had to yes. convince something, somebody to buy something they didn't need. Yes. If you actually educate a person, like this is your problem and here's how we can help yeah. you. And here's the educational component to it. And here's the price for value then people feel good about that. They don't feel sold to, and the other person doesn't feel like they're selling, they're, they're just educating. Mm -hmm. So really for me, what I always encourage people to do is, if you feel strongly that your product and service can provide the solution for that customer, just educate them like you'd educate your friend about it. And if they can see the value for the price, then sales doesn't become ugly or mm -hmm. uncomfortable mm -hmm. anyways. That's how I view it. I, I love that. Folks, as we wrap up, I really would love to know what resonated with you the most today in today's meeting. If you could share your thoughts in uh, the comments, because we want to make sure that we're delivering on some of your expectations and making sure that this is valuable for you, because every week, you most of you have tapped back into this, which is I think is great. So I'd love to hear, and it's great for the co-host to hear as well, what resonated or not. You know, the worst part is when you hear all the things that resonate, Ryan, and that may not be the message you want to be able to put out there um, but it's always interesting but we'd love to hear if this is working for you or not um, and again if you enjoy the meeting share those with your colleagues you know re-register because you know you kind of have to be able to register again so when you see our post out there 
share that with someone, tag someone in it so they can be able to tap into this as well. And like I said, on our website, we do have all of these uh, recorded and who's um, coming up next, which I think is great. So um, thank you so much. And Ryan, I cannot thank you enough. And I'm, I'm not joking when I say Catherine's going to ask you, when can you come back after? Because there's so much great information you've been able to unpack. And if there's something specific you want to hear um, from Ryan, either reach out to him uh, as well as let us know when we bring him back, we could get really detailed into that as well. So thank Kyle, you guys. Uh, so much. I'm going to yeah. jump in just here. Yes. The one thing for you guys, like we, I do a, a session called the art and science of marketing mm -hmm. and it's actually coming up this Thursday at 1030. So if you go to like the William Joseph uh, communications, like Facebook or LinkedIn or, or myself on LinkedIn, it's on Eventbrite. Um, it's an hour and a half session, really mm -hmm. building out your brand and talking about the ABCs because I ripped through it so fast with you. Like <laughs> my head is spinning and I knew what I was talking about. So if you guys are interested in kind of going through that slower, um, yes. I have really real life case studies and please do follow. It's called the WJU sessions. So we have um, a mandate at William Joseph about education. So every one of our managers has a, a session um, next week, it's on like digital marketing and social media, like how you make that marriage happen to create mm -hmm. online results. So just look for our sessions and attend. Yeah, I think that's great. And that was kind of what I was mentioning earlier. You guys put on some really great stuff for additional information because sometimes people just don't know, you know, uh, what they don't know. And especially marketing is such a massive thing and people have done it themselves. And you get to a point where do it yourself is not going to get you the results. And that's when you know if you're not, if you're doing it yourself, which is fine because there's people who are good at that. But if you're not getting the results you want, that's when they need to be able to kind of. Uh, tap into an expert as they do as an expert themselves. I mean, they want the same thing for their consumers as well, right? So Catherine just reposted um, in the chat uh, Ryan's information okay. again. So definitely click on that if you want to make sure uh, your connection. And him and I do share a same proclivity at late night messaging on LinkedIn and all that other stuff. So that's where you can see a lot of her great stuff. But like I said, My thank rats. you guys so much. <laughs> My rants. rants. That's usually things that have triggered me during the day. And you will see me get more heated as the day goes on. Yeah. And I didn't like your last rant around cheers, but you know what? I'll, I'll let that one go um, because that's fine. But <laughs> let's, let's talk about that next time about the use of the word cheers that I overkill all the time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Have a great week. Uh, Ryan, thank you again. Take care. See you guys.